It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant And what's good, ladies and gentlemen? You know what day it is? You know what time it is? It's time for another edition of the one and only D1 Ignite University Podcast You thought I was going to say more Ha! Switched it up on you Because it's winning time Wink, wink, nudge, nudge It is your host with the most eaten toast Seeing ghost, Jay Brown Coming to you semi-live from another undisclosed location. Stop asking me where it is. I'm not going to tell you. Virtually in front of me, we have our one and only guest. At this point, we both owe each other residual checks for our respective shows. It is Mr. Play-by-Play himself. You can see him any day on your local ESPN channel, making intros and commercials. Ladies and gentlemen, Play-by-Play himself, Devin Ashby, what's good? What's happening? What's happening? It's Captain Scully in the building. You know, the weather in Connecticut doesn't know what it wants to be right now. So we are kind of just bringing the Scully back temporarily for the moment. But so they will never see your face. But that don't mean you're not putting in work. Exactly. Floor directors need love, too. Mm-hmm. And so in case y'all don't know, the theme of this show is negativity because we we just plan on being negative today some slander will be thrown shots will be fired and somehow some way i caught a stray on twitter today and all i was doing was writing that work you know what happened bro no I, i haven't been on twitter in a while what happened man someone was tweeting out tweeting out negativity because we love that. He was tweeting out mm-hmm. negativity to the women today. He said, girls, ladies, you done tried the baller, the drug dealer, the banker, and the accountant. It's time to give Jamal from T-Mobile a shot. I'm like, how did I catch a stray? <laughs> how, how am I involved? And the worst part is I have a sprint, which is technically part of T-Mobile. So he was l- yeah. really talking about me like, come on. Well, he wasn't because you were a faithful black man. I am, but I, I fit the description, so he, right. they, I didn't deserve that. Sound like Thank the you. Tyler Perry script, you know, getting thrown out the drug dealer's house and meeting Jamal at T-Mobile when you try and get your phone changed and then you find out that he's actually great even though he can't afford the shirt on his back. And you know I'm dark-skinned, so I'm automatically a villain in any Tyler Perry movie. Right, right. But you have the light skinned person story arc. Well, not not you specifically, but this Jamal from I mean, T Mobile person. And the, the thing is, if you've ever met a Jamal, we all real similar. All Jamals are real similar people. It comes with mm-hmm. the name, it, it comes with a little extra grid in us because look, there's only so many names on the planet where you see the name and you instantly know what the person looks like. Mm-hmm. There's only so many I am said person. I can't even fight it. But hey, it's a hard life out here. But somebody right. got to live it. 
But you know what's really going hard right now? These NBA playoffs. Because, boy, I'm loving it. It's one of the more entertaining first rounds I've ever seen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's crazy out here. I'm going to tell you, so, you know. Go, go ahead and tell us. Tell us what the people want here. Speaking of thriving off of, ne- of uh, negativity, the Memphis Grizzlies and Minnesota Timberwolves series just gives off Black Air Force energy every direction you look at it, you know. And being that this show is based off of thriving off negativity and being motivated by hate, that is the series I'm looking the most forward to. Because that one, I'm almost looking more forward to the press conferences and Twitter moments than the actual game itself because it's just comedy. Like, you know, you already got John Morant posting Michael Jordan videos. You got Ant, Ant-Man talk in, in the post game talking about, I love my shots. I don't really care what coach say. <laughs> you know, like we didn't already seen it. Carl Anthony Towns out here just dunking on people. It, it, it's, I'm loving it after just a game and a half, you know? You know what? You know what was the most insulting part about Cat's dunk is nobody thought he actually had it in him to put anybody on a poster. No one thought he had it in him, and we're. Uh-huh. But it doesn't make sense because you're like Cat's a decent athlete for a big dude. He's seven feet tall. It makes sense for him to dunk on someone, but we just have so little respect for Cat in that category. We're like, nah, he ain't gonna do it. And then he, he did it. it. He did it. And old dude he dunked on went to go push somebody else because he didn't believe that Cat was the one who did it. Right. It, it, it was like that old Kevin Hart uh, sketch where he was like, he got hit eight times and he had to turn around and look at me. Did he hit me? Who just hit me? Yeah, yeah dad, that was him. Ain't no, you sure ain't no octopus <laughs> out here? Nah, dad, ain't, ain't no octopus out here. You, he, he, he bitch slapped you. Right. That's how. That's how it's got to feel to get dunked on by Cat. I wouldn't let that shit happen to me, though. Sure wouldn't. Niggas ain't touching me. You know, it'd be a hard foul or something. Or like what Ant did the job with the whole yanking them out there. <laughs> Whatever. But like, that's just crazy, you know. It's, it's, it's really crazy out here. But first, first off, I don't deal with no seven feet person in basketball, period. If you look like you about to go dunk, I, I'm going to clear the air. Like, what what business do I, the size of Chris Paul, have dealing with someone who is the same height as Shaq? What, where, right. where's, I have no business in there. That's, that's a big man game. I ain't no big man in that, in that, in that sense. Right. But clearly that, I overstepped my boundaries, you know? Cl- clearly I need to apologize. And this may be the most, the second most black force, black air force energy, because I think the second one might be the whitest the widest series in Boston and Brooklyn. Because look, everything that's happening in the Boston Garden, everything that uh, Celtics fans are, it ain't nothing new. We ain't surprised. We all know Boston has some of the worst, most racist fans in the world. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, is Kyrie Irving an easy person to, you know, dislike for his antics from time to time? Yeah, he, he ain't the easiest to get along with at times. Right. So when stuff like this happens, I'm not necessarily shocked. I just love to see what Kyrie got to say afterwards. Right. You know, I was I was thinking about this. You know, 
I don't know what version of Kyrie might be the best. You know, remember we had untucked jersey Kyrie a few years ago, you know. So I feel like there's untucked jersey Kyrie, there's Ramadan Kyrie, and then there's fuck Kyrie in Boston Kyrie. <laughs> you know, that, that Kyrie is crazy. Because he'd be going up in the gardens and be lighting them up every single time. Even if they don't always win, he'd be lighting them up. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it's like ever since that first Pepsi commercial, Kyrie has been Uncle Drew to me. He is Uncle Drew, and mm-hmm. no one can tell me otherwise. But the funny thing about Kyrie, especially now that he's on the same team with KD, Uncle Drew, the character, didn't care about doing nothing but hooping. He didn't care right. about winning that prize money. He, he didn't care about helping Lil Rail out. He didn't care about none of that. He just wanted to hoop. That's Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie wants to do everything but hoop, it feels like. And then you got KD, who literally don't care about nothing but playing ball. Right. He don't care about nothing. I don't even think KD had any comments about the game or what happened to Kyrie. He, he was like, man, we lost. So I, I, I'll see y'all again in two days. Right. Man, it's obsessed, you know. It's the funniest, it's the funniest dynamic to me. Cause like Kyrie might be one of the most gifted offensive talents this game has ever seen. And he couldn't give less of a fuck about the league he's in. He could not give Kyrie is definitely that dude who would say who if Kyrie retired tomorrow in the middle of the series, would he be slandered? Yes. Would he be wrong? Yes. Would it cause a hole in the space-time continuum? Absolutely. Would any of us be surprised? Not a chance. No. <laughs> you know, nah. he's the dude, like, you know, when, when they always say, oh, like, he's the one that it's, like, strictly a job. Like, oh, you know, the jobs that be telling us, oh, we're like a family here, and it's like, no, fuck your family. I have a family. <laughs> that's, that's effectively what Kyrie is in this situation. It's like, ain't no family here, bro. No, no, we good over here. That's exactly how Kyrie sees it. He's like, first of all, I'm good at bouncing a ball. That does not make us family. Your name ain't Spalding, nor is your name Wilson. So why would I give a damn about you? Your last name ain't Irving. It ain't nothing. No, he be treating he be treating the NBA like Carl Malone treat his kids. You know, like it. Here it goes. It's just like it's just. Now, even though we did say this show is going to be based off of negativity and violence, allow me to give my props to the Boston Celtics. Yes. The Boston Celtics put on a defensive clinic on the Nets yesterday, and they effectively made KD look like a bitch for the first half. They really did. And look, Tatum was out there. Tatum is balling. Jalen Brown, he's going to come along, and he's he's arguably almost as important as Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart is out there. Yeah, we don't talk about Marcus Smart. I've had beef with him since high school. He ain't deserved a defensive player of the year, but that's neither here nor there. But I will say, the Celtics, Celtics looking pretty damn good. They, they have yeah. a good chance to finish this out. But when you have two dudes like KD and Kyrie on the same team, anything happens. Right. I, I do not think KD will have another game like he had in game one. I, I think that is one of the rare off nights. Since, since we, we've been in the East, let's go out West. Did you know that BYU is constantly 
one of the oldest teams in the NCAA? Yeah, all them people. But you know why they're older than your typical seniors, though? Because they have their missions that they go on and then they come back to school. It's almost like the military for them. It's like you got to go there, you do your mission fulfillment, and then you come back for like your fifth or sixth year of college. Exactly. (laughs) And because it's a school requirement, the NCAA can't take their athletic eligibility away. So they be having dudes on their team who are 28, 27 years old going against 20, 19-year-olds and still getting waxed. Exactly. Just trash. And now they Uh, talk about they trying to join the Big 12, I think. I believe they did. Yeah, Yeah. when in 20, whenever Texas and Oklahoma leave, that's part of the new batch of people they got coming in. Guess whose problem that won't be, though? Oklahoma and Texas. Not my problem. But back back (laughs) to the Jazz. By the way, when they moved to Utah, why didn't we keep the name Jazz? Ain't no Jazz being played in them mountains. Right. That's, that name should go back to New Orleans. Pelicans just ain't doing it. I was trying to set you up. I thought you'd have a Carl Malone joke. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I had when I was thinking about it. See, Utah is a wild place to me just in general because, like, for example, you were talking about BYU and how, like, apparently there was, like, a men and women can't um, juice. Well, yeah, they, them, Notre Dame, like, that's one of them schools where it's, like, they real real strict. You can't even hang out in dorms, I think, from what I saw at BYU. You got to have the door open. You got to have the door open and only during visiting hours. Right. You got to wear special, you know, like, all this stuff. So it's it's really wild. And like you said, I mean, yeah, everybody there, I feel like that school is, like, you know, football players are like that too, but I feel like everybody there is like, you know, you definitely know you ain't going to see Carl Malone there because, you know, he likes them younger. So it's just, there it it's, is. it's just like, bro, it's, it's really, yeah, it's an interesting school. Zach Wilson went there. Yeah. We, oh, we know he did one damn great throw during his pro day and the world couldn't stop, stop talking about him for six months. Mormon Manziel. And- and then he ended up with the Jets, and we'll, we'll see how well that career goes. So mm-hmm. before, we, before we go on to our next topic, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot right here because I don't right. think you can do it. I don't think anybody can do it. Name me one city in Utah that is not Salt Lake. Um, whatever the cult that Carl Malone has. I'm trying to think right. of the name of it. Um, all right, all right, we're done here. We're done here. We're, we're done here. So, <laughs> so moving on to an area that does involve black people. Captain Scully, this is one near and dear to your heart as you are. Well, quote unquote, black Ivy leaves is leaving the MEAC. MEAC. As someone who's well connected to HBCU football is in your area. What does this mean for the conference? Conference is in trouble. It's holding on by a thread as we speak, in my opinion, because I feel like the whole, everybody's left at this point. The only ones left are Morgan State, my alma mater, and Norfolk State, and like a couple other smaller schools like Delaware State. Delaware's Coppin. De- as of now, um, South Carolina State, North Carolina Central, Delaware State, Howard, um, Howard just left Morgan State. Right. And then Norfolk State, I think, is still in there. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, the MEAC is like the Carl Malone of college conferences. Just everybody is leaving when the money gets too expensive, bro. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's getting serious out here, bro. When it's time to pay up, they're just gone, kind of like Carl Malone. And so it's, 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 it's getting serious. But the point is, in all seriousness, though, I'm wondering, like, how, if this conference is even going to exist five years from now like maybe they realign and add some more people like i feel like maybe they bring up some teams like Bowie has been really good at the d2 level you would think maybe they come in or something you know if they come up if they transfer to d1 you know um so you, you just gotta wonder what this conference is gonna look like five years from now but we kind of saw this coming a lot of schools aren't their athletic departments aren't making a lot of money so now you got to go up to these bigger conferences where you play better competition and get bigger paydays so yeah i mean not not necessarily surprising especially because howard their athletic program really is not it (laughs) like they've been down for a couple years now like i I don't i don't know about financials because i haven't seen any books or anything but just based on the only field product I mean, we know they can be scammed out of their financials. Mm-hmm. Okay. All so hear me out. <laughs> All right. So hear me out. Hear me out. A lot of people aren't going to like what I got to say. A lot of mm-hmm. HBCU people aren't going to like what I'm about to say. I'm going to say it anyway, damn it, because that's what I do. All right. So I've been an advocate of this for a long time. And I've made this no secret. I haven't tried to hide it. And I'm going to say it again. I know what you're about to say. You do, because I've told it to you before. I've told the whole group. I think if we want our HBCU athletic program to be taken serious on the national scale, like they deserve to be, like the players deserve to be, like we want them to be, we have to leave these HBCU-only conferences. You don't show anyone any promise if all you do is beat up on your own. And okay, when I argue with people, they try to bring up, oh, Howard went, went and beat Nevada. If you, you don't get, get no brownie points for beating Nevada. None. Right. You, you, you get no brownie points beating uh, Nevada. You, I would give you more credit beating Appalachian State than I would Nevada. But look, if you want to be t- taken serious, if you want to prove you belong with the big boys you got to go play with the big boys you got to go beat the big boys put it this way if you are the best hooper in your city and you are cold you done demolish everybody in your city but you never leave your city limits how is anyone outside of it supposed to take you seriously how if you've never left you've never gone anywhere else this is all you play against how, how am i supposed to know how good you really are look I think the point of all of this should be eventually at one point in time, it may be 15 years from now, it may be 15 years from now. I think our HBCUs should be trying to get into power five conferences. We want to, you want to prove you're better than the white schools. You got to beat the, you got to be better. You got to beat the white schools. And it can't be a once every decade thing because then no one remembers. Then it's not important. You need to be on it year in, year out basis. Stop hiding in these conferences with our own. Go play the big mm. boys. For sure, for sure. I, 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 I see the vision. I see the vision. 
And I think a lot of these schools saw the vision when they were leaving for these bigger conferences. Like, I see the vision. You know, I, I, I see what you was getting at. And I see some schools, and I understand their thing. By the way, FAMU is also still in the MEAC. We forgot to mention Florida a But, yeah, when North Carolina A&T left, that definitely was like a wake-up call for the conference because they were clearly the best team in the conference. They were a dynasty, won like three consecutive black college championships. And then also at times they were beating some, like you mentioned that it's like doing it once in a while doesn't count. I remember there was during that three-year stretch, they beat like Eastern Carolina. (laughs) You know, they beat, um, I think they hung around with Duke. You know, like there were some games like they they had a lot of games in there against some top D1 talent. And so it was kind of a wake up call when North Carolina A&T left. And then we started to see the trickle down effect. And so it's like. It's interesting, it's interesting, but I do think there's something to do with this, and I feel like it's going to be a process in football to really get us back to respectability if it ever does happen as a whole. and this, I guess, is part of it because, like I said, you know, it's really money is the name of the game now. So if athletic directors are strapped for cash, they're not just going to keep sticking around in a place where you're not getting money, you know. And so it, it'll be interesting. You know, I feel like some other schools like Jackson State eventually, you know, we may start having this conversation about them if Dion really pans out like we think. You know, um, so it's it's going to be it's something to watch. It's something to watch. but. Man, the MEAC is really going through it right now. I mean, look, I can tell, I can promise you this about Jackson State. Let Dion have a long tenure here. Let Dion win two black college national championships, or let him win two and go to at least three. If he stays at Jackson State for 10 years, guarantee you by the time he retires, they'll be in ACC. Yeah, I, I don't know if I see him staying for 10 years, though. That's the thing. Dion's been coaching for, for over a decade now. That, that's something right. people out, outside of Texas don't know. Dion has been a high school coach. He had a whole little league organization for a long time. Throughout my entire childhood and me graduating from high school and going to college, he did all that. So it's very, very possible, especially the fact that his kids are older now. Kids are in college. I believe his youngest child is either a senior this year in high school or a junior. His daughter, I think she's yeah. the youngest. She but just he, signed to Jackson State, too. Uh, he ain't got no little kids, so it's not like he got to be home all the time. Right. So I'm just saying, if anyone's going to get you that Power 5 deal for HBCU, it's going to be Neon Dion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He already stealing recruits from them. Oh, hey, look, it only takes to steal one or two recruits a year and one of them go to the league. That's it. Right. And with this NIL era leveling the playing field a little bit, you know, where you don't have to go to a – you don't have to be confined to a big school anymore. Like, the money going to follow you. It, it, yeah. Yeah. And you know what you know, Dion ha- you know what Dion has that no other coach can basically say? Respect behind his name. That, and if we talking money-wise, 
if you go with Dion, you have almost an automatic Under Armour deal if you can get to the league. And Barstool, which is crazy. <laughs> That's just insane. Just, we don't talk it's, about that one. We, we don't, because we don't have to always acknowledge Barstool, because Barstool, right. a lot like our next segment, derives on the negative. And Captain Scully, you've been waiting on this the entire show. Mm-hmm. I can feel your energy. You've been holding back. Now is the time. <laughs> now is the time. Say your negative piece. I give you five minutes to rant off. Be as negative as you want towards whomever you want. Right. Honestly, we got to treat Barstool like Carl Malone treats his children. Um, it's just Dang. like, you know, we, we got to... We, we just got to leave them alone, you know? Just don't acknowledge them. Don't give them no money. Don't even pretend like you, you know who they are. <laughs> you know, it's just, you just got to leave it alone. But anyway, besides that, though, I just got to tell you, man. It's, it's, we were talking, and, and, I, and I really think about, we were having a conversation at work this week about Wilt Chamberlain. And um, I, just, I just wonder, like, how many how does one man sleep with that many women bro 20 see it don't make no sense to me because for one there's not enough seven foot there's not enough seven foot negroes who are super athletic who don't know their dad walking around for me to believe that will chamberlain thing i i i can't do it you know how they say like genghis khan has just hundreds of thousands of children just all roaming the earth now who are descendants of him because of his pillaging. We can mm-hmm. prove that. We, we, we done had DNA and seen it. Will, Will, I know Wilt Jean's way too strong. And I don't see enough six, eight dudes with, with a bad hairline who, 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 who don't know their dads. I don't know. I don't see that enough around you. Well, he says he never fathered any children. But the way I look at that is that means he was never in their lives. Like, just because you didn't father children doesn't mean you're not the father to any children. You know? And, I think that there's look, somebody lying. There's a disconnect somewhere. And look, I'm going to bleep this part out, but y'all going to get what I'm going to say. 20,000 women, first of all, Will, ain't nobody's pull-out game that strong. Right, nobody's. especially back in the 60s. Wasn't nobody wrapping up. Nope. Ain't no way. I refuse to believe your pullout game was that strong. You ain't following no children. Come on, man. The math, not mathing. Right. I, my that, math ain't we, great. We crunched the numbers, and it's like, bro, he averaged four hundred women a year. Do you understand? Twenty thousand women, and he. I think it was something like that. It's like, bro, four hundred women. How does anything? Even if it were 20,000, even a thousand is insane. 500 is insane. Like, 100 is insane. You, you know, like that's a lot of women. Because notice he said 100 women, not I had sex 100 times in my life. 100 times 20, is not that much. But 20, dog. When did he start? Oh, you would have had to have started I, at like who you? 15, 14. You would have to start in the womb, bro. <laughs> Four hundred women in a year is more than one woman a year. At exactly. that, I mean, one woman a day. At that point, bro, you are shooting blanks. Right. Ain't and no way. Everything about Wilt just sounds like an urban myth. It's like some say he slept with twenty thousand women. 
some say he averaged 50 points in 27. He's the catcher Freeman of the NBA. He's he like, bro, he is catcher Freeman. It's like, bro, nobody saw him score 100, but everybody says it happened. Like, I mean, we like, have yeah. pic- we have pictures, but we have no video proof. Right. This is, I mean, much like Carl Malone said at his DNA hearing, I'm not sure we can prove it. Right. You you got one more. Just go on to a new negative topic. I just yeah, but that that's my piece, bro. Like that Will Chamberlain stat was insane. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. But you know who's on my slander list right now. Y'all know he's my favorite basketball player of all time at the moment. Ben Simmons. You gonna come back for game three and four? Where was this 80 games ago, Ben? Where 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 was your mental state? Nah, I don't want to hear mental health this and mental health that. You choose to come back during the playoffs? There is playoffs. There is nothing more mentally toxic than playoff basketball on the road. Don't believe me? Let's ask Kyrie. So I so, Ben, you can't have it both ways. If you have mental problems, cool, I understand that. You get help. I'm not saying I don't want you to get help, but you can't have it both ways. And by the way, this back injury, how you get hurt? You ain't played. Hey, when you they say, well, you know, when bad posture, I think, could, could mess your back up. You know, is what they I say. Mean, so, if you've been I mean, sitting on the bench wrong, if you've been sitting on the bench wrong, that's that's probably that's probably you know makes I mean, mess you back up. He's six ten, seven foot. You know, it's very possible. Right? They don't make chairs. Problem. They they just really this this society is just not built for people that size. It's just not. <laughs> you know, his size is barely it's barely built for people my size. Right. That's what I'm saying. They don't they don't make chairs for six ten people. They just don't like them NBA chairs look awful. That's why <laughs> they, they sit re- with the. That's they why really they sit with the padding do. and stuff. Yeah. Like it, now, it, it's very possible. And now before before we head on to another slightly less negative subject, I got another negative thing to say. And it's not about anyone y'all know, but it's it's something that's near and dear to me. Something that I went through. To that girl in middle school. I remember your name. I'm not I'm not gonna say your name. I'm not gonna say your last name. I remember your name, Zaria. Um <clears throat> So that girl in middle school, in eighth grade, that told me, Jamal, you are fine from the neck down. I want you to know I never forgot that. I, I want you to know, uh, what was that, eighth grade, that made me 13, 20. I want you to know 12 years later, that still sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. I want you to know I got confidence problems right now. Because that's probably what, what she intended. Said. That is, it's she won the room. You know, it's stuck to your head because it's not from the neck down. I, I, if you weren't my only guest, I'd kick you off the show right now. <laughs> if you weren't my only you guest, know? you'd be kicked off right now. <laughs> <sighs> I'm too good. I'm too good. All right, we're going. To, we're, we're 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 going on to next topic. Sorry, I want you to know I don't forgive you. I'm not that forgiving. I'm not Jesus. So it's game time. Captain Scully, one of our favorite things to do on both of our shows. So here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to screw a lot of people over. Going to screw a lot of people up. 
going to do some things that going to make some people mad. So what you have to do here is you can remake any movie. You can make it for better, for worse. You can change. Maybe you ain't like the indie. You can do that. But when you do, a good movie's got to go. A good movie never exists because you were selfish and wanted to remake one. So we trading tick for tack. Kevin mm-hmm. Scully, what movie would you remake? And I have already, the fact that I had this one ready and wait, that last Airbender live action remake, burn the original in fire, start over from scratch. Let's get a real diverse cast in there, get some black people in there, get some real people in there that actually cared about that movie because that was an abomination from start to finish. And it was a disservice to one of the greatest cartoons ever made in human history. You know, for y'all to come back with all them white people in Asia, you ain't never seen that many white people in Asia. You know, like it, it, it that that was so disrespectful. It just, it just felt like a mission. Like it felt like one of them Mormon missions when they just go over there. It's like, bro, come on now, bro. Like, get some niggas in the building. You know, Southeast Asia is full of black and brown people that y'all could have found to make that movie. You know, like. Really, dog. But anyway, the point is, remake that movie. You know, maybe get Michael Kugler on it. Maybe get, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams, somebody that actually cares about the craft and not whoever the hell made it. No disrespect to M. Night Shyamalan. Actually, no. All the disrespect to M. Night Shyamalan. All the disrespect he deserves for that movie. That that shit was horrible. Now, in exchange for the remake of that movie. I guess I would have to give up one of the Marvel movies. And I would say I would give up Endgame because Endgame? it wasn't, it, it wasn't, the, well, no, whoa, yeah, you're right. What the hell am I talking about? Hold up. Sorry. Let's go back. Forget that like Carl Malone forgot his kids. Um, <sighs> it, it, you would give up a Marvel movie, but it wouldn't be Endgame. It would be, I'm trying to think which one I would give up. Okay, maybe not even a Marvel movie. I would give up the Dark Knight. You know what? For Avatar, I, I'm I'm with it. Yeah, I'm cool. I would with give it. up the the Dark Knight for Avatar. That I'm I'm all right with that because you know right. it's a fair trade. And you know what? I'm not gonna let that one go either, Zarya. Because here here here's the thing. <laughs> I knew that movie was horrible, and they put no effort into it when they didn't even. Even pronounce the characters' names right. Who is on? D- Bro, you have a whole. You could at least get the names right. That's how I know you didn't try. You didn't care. You didn't even do any research. Bro, you you didn't even turn on an episode to watch to say, "Huh, maybe I'm making a movie based off this. Maybe I should do it." You couldn't I, have. There's no way. There's not a single person with color in that film not one and white as hell i ain't never seen a monk that white bro never that that had a terrible hairline bro it's like he didn't even cut that avatar jump it was real patchy and stuff like i get he was stuck in ice for a hundred years but like really did it have to be that patchy though it's not even like he has hair what's going on here why he look like a bad street that needs a paint job why he look like a washed up logo on the middle of a football field in the middle of January. Like, what is going on here? 
M. Night Shyamalan, we need answers. And whoever mm-hmm. approved this, whoever let all the editors who saw this in post and thought this was a good idea, you wrong. You should have never let this. I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm going to move on. While we're speaking of things, of adaptations that are near and dear to our heart, if you know me, you know what my favorite book series is. I ain't made it no secret. I'm a Percy Jackson fan. I don't give a mm-hmm. damn about no Harry Potter. That movie, The Lightning Thief, it never existed. Doesn't need to happen. It should have. A lot like Avatar. That shows me you ain't even attempt to read the book. You ain't even try. Because you know what? You, I don't get it. Why do movie studios not listen? and just take the Harry Potter approach. It pays. It makes you popular for decades. It makes you money. If you just listen to the person who wrote the book, maybe, just maybe, it'll make a good movie. Because then y'all couldn't even get the ages right. Um, The whole point of this series is it's a coming-to-age story. It starts when he's 12 and shit hits that fan when he turns 16. Why we start the series off and he already 17. How did that happen? How, Sway? <laughs> Why? No idea. But, and it's possible because Harry Potter, when, he, when they first started that series, he couldn't have been no older than 11, 12. No way. And, you, and the point of that series is also a coming-of-age story. When he gets X amount of years old, shit hits the fan. It's the same formula. It's the same concept. But you find a way to screw it up. Like the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> just like the Cowboys. So here's what we all do. We are starting from scratch, just like we are doing with this Disney Plus series. Rick, get your ass up and direct write, produce, I don't care. You might have to do all three. That doesn't matter. Rick is a Texan. Pull your bootstraps up and get to work. Damn it. Damn too. Now, now for a good movie that did not need to exist. A good movie that did not need to exist. I'm going to say this. Bad Boys 3 didn't need to happen. It didn't. It really didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. Bad Boys 3 was solid. I liked it. Will was cool. Martin Lawrence was fat, but that kind of made it funnier. And it's a decent, good movie. But come on. Come on, man. And now, all you did was leave room for a stupid reboot slash sequel. It's going to be named like Bad Son or whatever. And now, you're just going to turn it into Fast and Furious. And come on, man. Speaking of Fast and Furious, every movie past the last one Paul Walker was in, I believe that was six. Six? I think every movie after six, let's just treat it like critical race theory and just ban it from everything. You Facts. know? It, hey. it, it just, it doesn't need, it was the perfect ending right there. That was really the perfect ending. And then now capitalism just wants to bleed the life out of everything. Now it's like, bro, there is no reason that it should have kept going. After. Okay, you could argue if you wanted to keep it going, maybe F9 should have been the last one. Or no, F9 is still too far. The, <laughs> maybe the maybe, seventh. The maybe seventh. one after the Paul Walker one. 
right. one Maybe. movie after, I'm like, I okay, all right, that's fine. But look, and for everyone who thinks, everyone who did not shed a single thug tear when they played See You Again at the end of that movie, you're a liar. Yeah. I shed a thug tear because it was sad, damn it. It was, it was real sad. It, it, was, it was upset, you know. He, he wasn't just the, it wasn't just the end of the series. Like, I, I've been sad when other, when my favorite series ended. Like, when Friday Night Lights ended, I was hurt. Uh, when when South Park ends eventually, I'm going to be on the floor crying. But this one hit for real because I knew Paul Walker was really gone. Right. It just, it just, it, it was like, man, <laughs> you know, and that was, it felt like the end of a era in general because when Paul Walker first came on, it was truly about racing cars. And then there was a shift late in the series because it wasn't doing well with ratings where they turned it, they, they took the focus away from racing and turned it into what it is now. But the last one, Fast 10, where they had John Cena in it, which is still crazy that they are out here integrating self-driving cars in the movies. But, um, like, he, did you? I don't know if you saw the scene in the jungle when they're driving and it's just bombs going off and they're just driving through a minefield in the middle of damn Cambodia or wherever. And then, you know, Tyrese almost dies, but then he doesn't actually die. Like, the movie just kept getting more and more insane. And I'm like, bro, who has let this keep going? <laughs> At a certain point, you're like, bro, there's no way that meeting room is saying, bro, this is a good idea. And, and, there, and that's the point. In, 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 in an exchange, and another fair exchange, because I'm a fair person, if I had to take some movies away that would be the equivalent of the Fast Furious trilogy, I would take away Harry Potter because I just never had a care for it. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan either, but I understand it has to be here because the, the, they're the, it's arguably the most, the best selling book since the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it had a huge cultural impact. Like every job I go to, every meeting with, with large groups, they ask me what house you in. And I'm like, you, you know, I'm right. not a huge fan, but I'm I in the house of the house. Lord. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> Oh, but you could watch Avatar because that was that much better? Well, no, no, no. Actually, okay, I'm going to be real. By the time Avatar came out, my mom was past that whole, like, I can't watch Harry Potter anymore thing. Like, by then, she was well in her walk with the Lord that she knew and understood, like, she didn't have to go that hard. (laughs) But when I was younger, yeah, I couldn't watch, I couldn't even watch Monsters, Inc. I remember I got kicked out of class when Monsters, Inc. was on. Like, it was, it was, it was, it was tight. I'm sorry. That was that's a tough childhood. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, I could watch it later. It was just like initially, it was some, some, some things. But I mean, but at that <laughs> very moment, like what? I can't imagine you were any older than what second grade, third grade. A, yeah, something like that around that. At that moment in time, bro, that, that's kind of hard to be like, yeah, get, I got to get kicked out of class because my mom mm-hmm. said I can't watch this G-rated movie. Right, but she came around though. She did come around pretty quickly with Monsters Inc. Harry Potter took a little bit longer, but she came around quickly with Monsters Inc. But by the time I could watch it, I didn't care for it. So that's why I'm saying I would. You had already aged out. 
Yeah, I would replace. It's like tattoos. Like I couldn't get a tattoo till I turned eighteen, so now I don't want any. By the time I turned eighteen, I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> like so, it's the same thing here. So I would be cool replacing Harry Potter with some good Fast and Furious films. And we don't need ten. Of, we don't need ten of any series. What is going on here? What if you do that? You might as well make it into a TV show. Like at that why point. is it? They have a whole season of movies. This right. don't make no damn sense. None. I, I, I'm, I'm so frazzled we got to end the episode. Um, thank you for listening to another episode. Captain Scully, would you like to give your final thoughts to the people? Yes, I would. I would. Now, I will say, and this is, this is related to the NBA playoffs, um, the Phoenix Suns are looking really good. I think that we will be seeing them in the finals. Now, who they play against? is any number of Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, probably Miami. I feel like it's one of those four. But I'm loving this first round of the playoffs, much like you said. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff. These people are, are just really showing up and showing out. You know, like it's shout out to the NBA. You, you know, man, you know. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who comes who like some of the we're, we're we're witnessing the birth of some young stars like Anthony Edwards. We're we're really seeing the coming around for guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So like it's it's a nice blend of old, new, borrowed, and blue. You know, so <laughs> here we are. Hey, and you know what? It's a mix of the OGs and the young bloods battling it out. Mm-hmm. But that's what we love to see in the world of Ignatlantia. Let's go heat because that heat wave is coming through. I know y'all see the temperature getting higher so ladies and gentlemen like i love to say at the end of every episode keep learning keep living keep loving and we out let's go heat <laughs>